Hey everybody, it's Maddie C. Welcome back to What Am I Making? Thank you so much for being here today. It is, uh, it's a real treat to have you. We're going to try to do something new and special today. I'm going to launch a new series. I'm calling Shedio Sessions. I'm going to screw up the uh, pronunciation on that a bazillion times because it's going to get hard to say the more I have to do it. Anyway, Shedio Sessions is what we're calling it. And the idea is, in each one of these, I'm going to tell you a little story behind a song that I have written. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about where it comes from, what the process of writing it was like, what it's about. And then I'm going to play a new version of it for you. Um, A lot of these are going to be me solo, but I'm hoping to maybe incorporate some uh, two and and three-piece kinds of things where we can do small acoustic presentations, harmonies, acoustic guitars, pianos, maybe strings, that kind of stuff. Um, This is the first one, and I wanted to start with a song that, if you know anything about the songs that I've written, this is probably the one you know. It's called Cabin by the Lake, and um, I wanted to take the time to kind of start here because this is a song and a story that is incredibly special to me, and um, I think it's a great entry point into sort of my songs and what I've done and the, the way that I do them. So here is the story of my song, Cabin by the Lake, originally done by my band, The Pantones, as a part of our brand new series, Shedio Sessions. See, I had to take a minute to think about it. I had to really make sure that I had it. So this is episode one of Shedio Sessions, and I give you the story of Cabin by the Lake. Thanks for being here, my friends. Here we go. Unless something changes in the remainder of my career as a songwriter, whatever legacy I leave behind will be largely defined by this song. There is no firm count, but I feel fairly safe in saying that I've played this song more than any other that I have ever written. It is a song that touches people still every time I play it, even for those who don't know the story behind it. It's been almost two decades exactly since I first put pen to paper one afternoon, sitting at our family's dining room table, and wrote this song in one afternoon. I sat writing at one end of the table, and my daughter Maddie, who was not quite five at the time, sat at the other end, contentedly coloring away while her dad played his guitar and made up his songs. It was a beautiful summer afternoon. We had only just moved into the house a couple of weeks prior. It was our first home, and we were so very excited. My parents had helped us, nay, carried us into getting that house and making it a possibility. It had been in our family for a very, very long time. No one was certain of the exact date, but my great-grandparents had moved into the house sometime in the early to mid-1930s when my grandmother and great-aunt were very small little girls, just like my own sharing that very same bedroom upstairs. My grandpa George continued to live in that house until his death in 2002, despite losing his wife Myrtle 33 years earlier. Living to the ripe old age of 93, it was a genuine shock to our family when he died suddenly early in 2002. Please let me live to be that old and let it be a shock when I go. After Grandpa Gio's death, my my parents approached my wife Kimmy and I to see if they might be able to help us buy the house and fix it up for our family. With tears in our eyes and slack-jawed looks of shock, we said yes. And with their help, set to work fixing it up 
eventually moving in on July 20th of 2003. Grandpa Gio had split his time between the house in Grand Ledge where we now lived and the family cabin just north of a little town called Remus, Michigan. As much as I had memories of the house that now belongs to my family, it was not the house that I thought of as being where Grandpa George lived. Nearly all of the time that I had spent with Grandpa Gio was at the cabin. It was a family refuge, a nature outpost, a swimming hole, and so much more. Around the age of five, while my mother was in graduate school, I spent the summer there with her and Grandpa Gio. She would drive the half an hour into campus each day, attend to her studies, or maybe even read by the lake. Grandpa Gio and I would fish, hike, hunt for mushrooms, putter around, and nap. Associating him more with the cabin than with the house that was now ours made it easier for us to turn the house into our own home. As we renovated and updated the house on a very humble DIY budget, I was thinking a great deal about making sure to keep the spirit of the house intact in some way. It was important that we maintain a sense of reverence for the family that had been here for so long in what was now our home. And I was beginning to try to find a balance between making the place ours, but doing that also with a genuine sense of honor. The day that I wrote Cabin by the Lake was one of the first weekends I can remember after we had finished the flurry of renovations and moving in. And while I can't recall whether it was a Saturday or a Sunday, it was most certainly a beautiful summer weekend afternoon. The breeze blew in and fluffed the curtains in the dining room as they nudged into my back while I sat at the table and strummed my guitar. Strumming was usually how I started to write songs at the time. I'd play around for a few minutes, wait to see if I landed on a chord progression or a melody, maybe a lyric or a word, a phrase, and then go see if I maybe had some previous notes or ideas and see if I might be able to match some stuff together. After just a few minutes, a fully formed line came in at the same time as a G to C and back to G folk pattern. My hands almost immediately went by rote to an E minor and then just kept going. Words began coming too, and in just minutes I had a full verse and then another, a fully formed vocal melody, lyrics that appeared to be almost completely done. The chorus required a little bit of nudging to keep it from, dis from dissolving into something rather trite, but with a gentle massage, it rolled out easily and warmly. I, I truly have no idea how long the process took, but in memory and in my soul, it feels like a matter of minutes. It might have been a half an hour, an hour at the very most, I don't know. I know that it never felt like work, and I was more of an antenna than an inventor that day. On that afternoon, I was a scribe, relaying thoughts and words from some other place. Maybe that place is within me, maybe it's without, I don't know, and I'm not sure that it matters to me anymore which of those it is. It's always an anxious and thrilling moment to play a new song all the way through for the very first time. Once you feel like you have something nailed as a songwriter, there's a magical window where it holds a grain of impossibility. There's a sense that you've created something beautiful, and new, and genuine, but there's no way that it can actually last. And I always tend to feel that this thing is too beautiful to have come from me.
when I hit on something really great. And as I finished my first full pass at the song, I, I knew it was great. And that was a completely different league than the songs I had written before. This song had depth and character and truth. It felt much more like me reporting on someone else's story than telling some version of my own. It turns out it was both. The final chord rang out from the first full playing of the song, and as I raised my head, I could see my nearly five-year-old daughter Maddie at the other end of our table with her eyes just full of tears. I sat my guitar down and I rushed to her side. Perhaps I'd been so intently focused on unwriting my song, I'd missed her hurting herself in some way. But she wasn't behaving as if there were any physical injury at all. She was just all teared up and she was doing her very best to hold it back. As I leaned over to pick her up, she sniffled and put her head on my shoulder and she said, Daddy, don't play that song anymore. It makes me sad. Oh, sweetheart, I said, it's okay. I'm so sorry. We can be done with that song for now. I wiped the tears away. We snuck a cookie or two from the package on the counter and sat back down to color together for a while. For a moment, I sat there thinking about the song, and I was just stunned. Cabin by the Lake perfectly tells the story of my great-grandfather's first summer at our family cabin without my great-grandmother. I had never known her. Myrtle died three years before my arrival into this world. Yet here I was with a brand new song, out of nowhere, about their first summer apart. A house can't write a song on its own, but it can help like hell. Cabot ended up being the centerpiece of a record my band, The Pantones, released a couple of years later called Sleepless Nights, Silent Mornings. That album is largely based around the separation of a couple due to an untimely death. And while it's not a concept record, it is a window into my family history. The ghosts that inhabit the family home and the ache and loneliness of loss. The record and Cabin specifically have taken on an entirely new meaning since the sudden loss of my own father in the summer of 2020. Each line now seems to work double time as it tells the original story but also serves as a metaphor for the massive hole left in the wake of Stephen's death. There is simply no way that I could have written this song and made this record if we hadn't moved into the house where my family still live today. We've managed to make it ours while also keeping a piece of Grandpa Gio around, too. This song is a piece of that house, and this house is a piece of that song. I'll write more about the actual cabin in the near future. For now, enjoy this musical view. Cheers and love, Maddie C. Nighttime falls, the cricket start to sing. Cicadas moan that autumn's on its way. I can smell a campfire over there. Summer's gone out of chillers and air. 
This is my first summer all alone In a cabin by the lake, our second home Played solitaire and I read to pass my time Feel as though I'm dying on the vine And now you're gone There's no one to comfort me and There's no one that I can sing to sleep And now you're gone Birds came back their cardinals all alone. I turned to tell you, and then I remembered you were gone. And now you're gone, and there's no one to comfort me. And there's no Guess I better hit the hay Who knows maybe soon and I'll be on my way I don't think I've ever felt this old You know I miss you like a sickness in my soul now you're gone, there's no one to comfort me and There's no one that I can sing to sleep And now you're gone and I feel all alone And I'm cabin by the lake down By the lake, don't 